to Dove and Dragon Radio. I'm your host, ML Ruschak. I'm here with my special guest, Tina Hogan Grant. Welcome. Hi, thank you for having me. And you are a romance slash women's fiction writer. Correct. So which one was your first book? Reckless Beginnings was my debut novel, and that is a coming of age story, and it's based upon my life. And it continues on with two other books. Better Endings is book two, and I'm currently writing on, oh, excuse me, working on book three, which is going to be titled The Reunions. And the series is called the Tammy Mello series. Awesome. So then Slater is your latest book? Eve would be the latest. Uh, It gets kind of confusing because I have two series going at the same time which wasn't intentional, it's just because of the scheduling of my editors, because I have two different editors for each each series. Mm-hmm. And with the scheduling um, not being the way that would have worked for me, <laughs> both my series are now coming out together. So the Tammy Mellow series is one series. Mm-hmm. Better Endings is the newest one of that, and that came out in January. And then the Sabella series, which is the Steamy Romance, Mm-hmm. The book one is Slater, and then the newest one, book two, is Eve, and that just came out um, end of January. And then Claire, which is going to be book three, is scheduled to be released end of June. That's a lot of books in a very short amount of time. Yeah, and I don't know how I'm keeping track. <laughs> and in between, I've got to write these books. <laughs> I'm a publisher, and I don't know how you're keeping track. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, okay, which book am I working on today? Who am I writing now? Which characters am I talking about? So uh, I, my plan was to finish the Tammy Mello series first mm-hmm. before I started the um, Sabella series, but I wanted the same editor to work throughout the same series, the Tammy mm-hmm. Mello series. Yeah. And she was booked up for three months in advance um, for better endings, so I thought, okay, what am I going to do now while I'm waiting for this? So I thought, okay, I'll start my Sabella series. Well, <laughs> now, now they're just going along side by side. <laughs> that happens a lot. I understand. It does. I'm, it does. I'm an author myself. I have my main series that I'm working on, and then I have mm-hmm. two spin-off series, which I didn't intend to write to begin with, but they kind of okay. got in there because the character said, hey, you're going to write me. <laughs> well, so. that's what happened with my book. Rex's Beginning was supposed to be just a book. Mm-hmm. I'm going to write this book. I have a message for women. I think I need to write this book. But when I got finished, I'm like, well, I'm not finished. There's more to this story than what, you know, where I ended the book because Tammy Mellows grows from the lessons she learned in Rex's Beginnings. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to show the reader you know, that she grew from, from these lessons in life, and that was how Better Endings began. And then right. when I finished Better Endings, I'm like, well, I'm still not done. <laughs> so now I'm writing the reunions. But it was supposed to be just one book. <laughs> oh, I understand, because yeah. my series that I started was just mm-hmm. going to be one book. Yeah. And then all your characters start talking to you, and they're like, well, wait, I want my own book, too. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what happens. And uh-huh. anyone who, who's not a writer won't get that our characters no. read the books. We exactly. just write the exactly. story. Yeah, yeah. I mean, people ask me all the time, you know, 
do you plot your stories? Do you know how it's going to end? Like, no, I have no idea. I mean, I'll, I'll have kind of an idea what I want to happen in the book, mm-hmm. but my characters will let me know whether or not it's going to happen, and 90% of the time they go in the opposite direction. <laughs> and I just got to follow their lead. <laughs> yes. I have touchstones that I want to put in the books. That's, I'll write like a sticky note, okay? Mm-hmm. That's how big my plotting is. Well, little, little bullet points, and that's what I want in the book, like four things. And that's Wonder it, and then the rest is up to the characters. I, exactly. I to- totally relate to it with, my, with book Eve in the Sabella series. That's, after I wrote Eve, I told myself there's no more plotting. It's just a useless attempt because with Eve, I thought I had everything figured out, you know, how the story would unfold, everything, but Eve was not the person that I thought I had created. She had her own totally different personality that totally took over the book, and um, I was quite surprised by the ending <laughs> myself when I wrote the book. <laughs> Don't you love how that happens? <laughs> I love it. Like, okay, like you told me. So from now on, like my next book in the set, Claire, is finished. Um, with Jill, which will be, um, there's going to be five books in this series. I have Slater, Eve, Claire, Jill, and then the last one I haven't got a title for. Mm-hmm. And Jill, I kind of have her personality in my head, but I know she's going to she's gonna let me know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. She'll let me know. Mm-hmm. That, that'll... We have an idea what that personality is going to be like. As we start writing, it can be completely different. Exactly. I mean, with the other series, the Reckless Beginnings ones, it didn't happen so much because it was based on two events, mm-hmm. and Tammy Mallows is based on myself. Mm-hmm. So I kind of had control of her. She couldn't really go off in another direction because it's like, hey, wait a minute, you're living my life. <laughs> right. So I've got control of this one. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that funny though? It's like yeah. no, it's my life. You don't have control over it. Exactly. You know, and I I try to explain this just to my reg- I, I hate to use the word regular friends, but they mm-hmm. they don't write. They're not storytellers. Mm-hmm. And when I try to, to explain to them, when well, my characters talk to me, they look at me like, okay, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> It is. If you talk to anyone that's not an author, a writer, Mm -hmm. something in the writing or creative fields, they're going to look at you like, are you crazy? Do you need to get some help? (laughs) You've been like, you know, the clues too long. You need to get out more. (laughs) Exactly. It's like, Mm -hmm. no, this is how every writer, every author thinks. It doesn't right. Yeah, and I was unsure at first. You know, I am a new author, even though I have five books published. I, mm-hmm. I, my first book was published in 2018, but when I started writing um, the Sabella series, which is a, a complete fiction, and you know, the characters that I developed, when they started taking over, I was like, "What's going on? Wait a minute! Wait a minute!" And I tried to control the book mm-hmm. and the storyline, but I couldn't. Mm-hmm. I just couldn't allow it. I just couldn't. The characters took over. And I started talking to other authors, like, has this ever happened to you? And they're, oh, yeah, all the time. Like, okay, then. It's not just me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I talk to authors all day, every day, and I'm like, mm-hmm. this is a common issue. It's not you, trust me. We all go through it. Right. And if you're not going through it, you're not doing something right. <laughs> right, exactly, because... 
you have to let the, the story tell itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's what I've learned through doing the Sabella. And that's another reason why I started writing the Sabella series is because the Tabby Mellor series is pretty easy to control and write because I knew what was going to happen. I knew, you know, how it was going to end. So mm-hmm. I thought, I'm going to write just pure fiction, but I do want romance in it. Mm-hmm. And, I, and that's also because I wanted to learn how the story developed through my creativity. And wow, what, what a learning curve that was. Completely different experience from writing something that you know about or, or from, based on your life. Completely different, different mm-hmm. aspect. Yeah, and I have a nonfiction writer that I was mm-hmm. just talking to the other day who's also writing fiction novels. Um, and it's two separate entities, if you write nonfiction to fiction. Mm-hmm. When you're writing nonfiction, you mm-hmm. have to go with historical events, because that's usually what nonfiction is. It's not right. recent events. It's usually historical, even mm-hmm. if historical is a year ago. Right. So everything is fact-checking. So you don't have the characters talking to you. You're just writing facts. And you have to be accurate. Mm-hmm. Versus when you write fiction, if you're writing fiction based on reality, then you have some facts that you discover. Like mm-hmm. if you're writing about a town in Massachusetts, for example, mm-hmm. you're going to research that town to see what the house will look like, what kind of weather they have, and things like this. But right. your characters are going to talk to you and say, hey, we're going to do this today. Right. So it's a learning curve, but it's fun. It is. It's, it's, it's a lot of, I mean, I have a lot of fun writing this, this um, series. And again, I thought, well, I'll just write a book mm-hmm. while I'm waiting for my editor to begin uh, Better Endings. And that, you know, gives me something to do. But no, I'm, I already know it's going to be at least five books because every character from Slater is telling me, look, I, I want a book too. So I'm now up to Jill. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't write a book with a ton of characters. <laughs> it'd, be a, it'd be a 20-book series if they all start yelling at me. <laughs> exactly. Oh, you have that too. Like, I want to be heard today, and then they're all yelling at the same time. It's like, wait. I can't talk to all of you at one time. <laughs> I know. And then the other thing that sounds odd, too, there are, I mean, there's couples in the books, of course. Mm-hmm. But I had in my, I, should, I know by now, but I had in my mind that this character would hook up with this character and be a happy ever after and that she would not like this character. Well, no. Jill ends up liking the character that I assume she didn't like. The chemistry between them is like, wow, okay, go for it. You know? <laughs> You were like, wait, I had planned on you yes. going with X, Y, or Z, not on C, D, or F. Right. And it's like, okay, you're happy with him? All right, let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's funny how our characters develop. And I say this all the time. I'm like, you have to actually immerse yourself into your book to understand what we're talking about. You do. That's yeah. You nailed it. You really have to be in that world, mm-hmm. and just shut. I mean, I'm, I'm not sure when you write if you need complete silence, but I do. I cannot have any kind of distractions or any kind of noise because I just have to completely lose myself in the world 
of the characters and their minds and their thoughts and their surroundings. And I just can't do that if I have the TV on in the background or some music playing. It's just, from, I mean, I know of authors that can write with noise, mm-hmm. but I'm not one of them. Do you write with noise or do you, or do you have to have silence? It depends. If I'm working on a screenplay, because I'm a screenplay writer as well. Oh, wow. Okay. I have to have silence. The only mm-hmm. person I can have talking to me is my co-writer. Because okay. we're bouncing ideas back and forth. If I'm writing my books, now I have to have music or the TV playing. Really? See, I can't do that. I How many books have you written again? Uh, I have eight that are out. Oh, wow. And you've been writing for how long? Since 2016. Oh, wow. You've been busy, too. And I have four slated to come up this year if I finish writing them. Good for you. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm constantly busy, so I put my own projects on the back burner a Mm -hmm. lot versus getting all my my authors out because I have my own publishing house, so I make sure my authors are taken care of first. That's great. And then if someone contracts me to write something, then that will get wrote before my own projects. Wow, you're a busy lady. I try to be. It keeps us our sanity. Yes, it does. Well, during this COVID thing, I was doing this podcast, okay? Mm-hmm. I was doing it maybe one podcast every couple of days. Okay. Then I got the bright idea, hey, I want to have more authors on the show. So let's go up to four podcasts a day, and I've been doing four pa- cast a day now for 30 days. Oh, that's a lot of office and a lot of time out of your day. That's yes, quite a is. commitment. Yes, it is. On top of writing. And doing everything else with your publication business. And mm-hmm. Wow. Okay, You do sleep, right? Sometimes. <laughs> just thought I'd throw that out there and just check. <laughs> and let me say, do you have kids too and a husband? I have a 17-year-old and a boyfriend. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, you've got your hands full. My hat's off to you. <laughs> <laughs> I am that crazy. Just so everyone knows, I am the crazy person that will do this. And uh, my boyfriend has said, uh, you're not doing this after this month. <laughs> you're okay. So this is it. After this month, you're going to go back to your original, was it one you said every week, once a week? Once a week, yes. Yeah. He's like, well, yeah. I, I'm sure it's been a lot of fun, though. You've talked to all these authors and, you know. Yeah, this but, is fun having authors like you on here that can joke mm-hmm. around. We get the voices in the head. We get the creativity. We get building right. something out of nothing and letting the character speak. Yeah, and what what gets me, too, is that just what can spark an idea for a story. Mm-hmm. You know, that uh, that sometimes really, I mean, I have a, a, an idea for another series, but I told myself I'm not even going to attempt to start this one until these two are done, Sabella series and the Tammy Mallow series. I'm not even about to begin this one, but it was sparked by a TV commercial, just a 30-second commercial. I thought, oh, wow. And from then it's just grown in my head that, yeah, I could make this into a series. So it's just so weird how, you know, you just be going about your, your regular business and all of a sudden you'll stop and go, wait, that's a book idea. 
where's my notepad? <laughs> you know, and I have this series now, you know, pretty much planned out, but it all started from a TV commercial. Yeah. Which I've always complained about. I hate commercials. Well, thanks to this one commercial, it gave me an idea for a book series. There you go. That's yeah. all you need, right? That's right. That's it. Just one little thing to trigger that idea, and that, that did it. it. It's Okay, some of my best ideas come from an abstract thought from talking to someone that has nothing to do with the series that I'm working on. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I'll be having a very normal, mundane uh, conversation maybe about weather or something mm-hmm. like this or how the lightning's in the sky, and go, oh, that would make a great story. <laughs> Just out of the blue. <laughs> <laughs> Do you always keep a notepad with you? I always keep a notepad. I always have my dictation on my phone. My computer's always running, so if I ever get a thing, I can just go dictate, and my computer will go right to dictation, and we'll start recording everything I'm saying, So, and it can type a lot faster than I can. Yeah, I have it on my phone, but I, the problem with my phone, I'm originally from England. I do have a, a slight accent, mm-hmm. but the problem is I have a hard time understanding myself. When I when I play back my own voice, mm-hmm. I say to myself, what was that I said? And I have to keep replaying it. So for me, it's pen and paper. I get I get the pen and paper. And it, sometimes I'll be, you know, with a, with a few people and we'll be talking and stuff. And mm-hmm. I won't necessarily get an idea for a book, but I'll get an idea for something I'm currently working on. Mm-hmm. And I would have to just abruptly stop the conversation and say, one minute, I, I just got to write something down. And they're used to it by now. Right. <laughs> they know, okay, she's got an idea. And uh, I'll pull out my little notepad, write it down. Like, okay, I'm done. Let's continue. <laughs> yeah, it, it's just mm-hmm. my daughter will contest. And when I have an idea to write down, I have to write down the idea. And it may take me not five, ten minutes to write down just the idea. I'll start writing the entire story down. So well, that would I'll, take more than a few minutes. Yeah, I, once it gets in my head, I'll actually sit down for four to five hours straight and not move except for writing the story. Well, I better not start doing that when I'm out with friends. <laughs> They'll begin to hate me. <laughs> uh, it, it's something when you start getting to different levels of being an author, when a story hits you, it just hits you. Yeah, you have to do something. You can't just say to yourself, okay, I'll remember that now, and then when I get home, I'll write it down. No, no. because by then, it's gone. Exactly. And certain phrases that I know would work in something I'm working on, I have to just stop what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Unless it's driving, then I try and use my phone, when I still have a hard time understanding myself. Um, I have to get it out of me immediately, immediately. Exactly. Yeah, I yeah. mean, do you ever wake up from a dream with a notepad Always. next to you and write, some, and write something. I don't do it too often, but I have done it occasionally. Mm-hmm. But no. I don't, I, I, for, unfortunately, and I wish I didn't, I don't remember a lot of my dreams. And I really wish I did, <laughs> but I just don't, and it's frustrating. See, I normally don't remember dreams at all, okay? Right. But if I do remember it, I have to write it down. You have to write it down and get it out. Yep. Yeah. I, I totally because, understand. Yeah, if 
if I'm remembering it, there's a reason why I'm remembering it. Exactly, exactly, yeah. And it's just not, oh, you're remembering it for this reason. Oh, no, I'm remembering it for something. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> yeah. And we have to write it down right now. I can't do it in 20 minutes. I can't do it in two hours. I have to do it now. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is the life of an author. Sorry. I, have I know my father was an author, and uh, he was a science fiction writer. So I grew up, you know, living with an author. Yeah. And uh, this is before computers, before, you know, he always had a notepad with him. He wrote his books from a typewriter. But we'd be all sitting around at dinner, and all of a sudden he would just jolt. His body would jolt. His eyes would get wide. And we're like, we all knew Dad just had a moment. And sure enough, he left the table. I'll be right back. Up he went to his office, he'd be there 15, 20 minutes, he knew right away what he was doing. He, he mm-hmm. just had some, some moment of a thought mm-hmm. for what he was working on or future works, and he had to get it out. Yeah. <laughs> if, you're not a, if you're not in a family with an author, if you have never mm-hmm. wrote a book before, you don't understand this. My daughter is so lucky because not only does she get to grow with me as an author, but she's a writer herself. Oh, that's brilliant. I love that. So I get to see her when she has an idea. Right. Because if she's not talking it out with me, even though some of her ideas scare the living daylights out of me, (laughs) (laughs) I call her my little Stephen King prodigy. Aww. Yeah. Don't ever So she's doing horror. Yes. Now, where does she get her ideas? Has she told you? Oh, they're based on TV shows. Well, now that does not surprise me. Some of the shows they put out there nowadays, it's like, really? (laughs) This is entertainment? But, you know, it's not my generation. Well, she watches the cartoons that are suited for, like, seven-year-olds. Teenagers? No, seven-year-olds. Like, uh, Lego Ninjago and My Little Pony. And And she gets horror books from these? Yes. Okay. I've not watched any of those shows. Yeah, I'm like, how do you get this? From that. that? From My Little Pony. Yeah, I'm like, oh, this is Oh, wow. Now, she wants to be a published author like Mom? Eventually. Oh, that's so cool. I love it. That's great. Maybe you guys can write a book together. Uh, Or have you already? She is my editor for my original series. She is not editing my spin off series. Wow. Um, yeah. She That's started, great. Yeah. So she's been with me every step of the way with my books. So mm-hmm. she's accredited on all of my books as being the editor. Right. And then um eventually maybe we'll write something together but I don't know if I can get as dark as she does. She has that though. How old is she? Seventeen? She's 17. Oh, okay. Wow. Well, my hat's off to her, though. She's young and she has ambition. I love it. Yes. So, But at the same time, one of my other authors, she has a daughter that's a little bit younger than my author, my daughter, mm-hmm. and her daughter's writing a book that will be publishing within my publishing house. Excellent. And she's also the same age, 17? No, she's 13. 13 years old and having a book published. That's mm-hmm. brilliant. Yep. That so is we do, brilliant. 
we do good for support, her. support our kids when they do want to do their writing. So, well, yeah, that way they'll write more, and I much rather see you know a kid, teenager, you know, write than be on a tablet playing games. Exactly. That's why I'm like, no, if you want to write all day, good. Yeah, go, do it, do, do it, do it. You know, that's yeah. one rule when my grandkids come up to the house, leave the tablets home, you're here to visit me. Mm-hmm. You know, my son's pretty good, though. They only get like an hour a day, but the obsession that some of these teenagers, or well, it doesn't necessarily be teenagers, kids have, is scary. It's an addiction. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, when they, my kids, my grandkids come up here, it's board games, cards, interaction, you know, and it's it's so sad that, Families are losing that tradition of interacting with each other. Oh, it's so extremely sad. I'm like, what the heck? Did we grow up like this? Did I miss something? Did you know? Yeah, it's it's just sad to see. You know, and I, I mean, I'm I'm you no, know, I'm I'm not trying to lighthearten the COVID pandemic, but it's I'm happy to hear of families, you know, doing jigsaw puzzles together and playing board games together because they're in quarantine. And it's like, you got to live with this person, so you better get to know them. <laughs> I know. It's like, oh. It's like families are being reborn again because of the pandemic. And that, for me, that's that. I like to hear that. I do. Yeah. I mean, it's not – it's a catch-22, really. It's – we need to have this so we can get back to the family values, but mm-hmm. at the same time, it's like, okay, I've been stuck inside with Grandma for the last four weeks. Right. Let me out. Where's my tablet? <laughs> <laughs> I, I understand completely. I do, but I just look at some of these teenagers and they're walking, and you know, they're walking with their heads down. You're surprised they have don't have a stiff neck. Mm-hmm. looking down at the screen all day long, and it's just like they're, they're just so lost. It's just like, come on, people. There's a world out here. Did you see that tree you just walked by? You know? <laughs> right. It's like... Look how beautiful uh, it is, you know? <laughs> yeah, they don't always see all this stuff, but at the same time, I think people are finally starting to get it a little bit. I think so. I think. I mean, because it was all new, the mm-hmm. technology feature it was new. It's like a wow you know, kind of factor, but now that it's part of our everyday lives, it's like, okay, we don't need this 24-7, you know, let's get back to reality in life. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think everything's going back to a new normal, maybe a little bit saner normal. I hope so. (laughs) So we have the books coming out. Where can our listeners find you? Okay, all of my books are on uh, Amazon and Amazon KU. And they are in paperbacks, Kindle Unlimited, and the paperbacks you can get anyway. You can go to any local bookstore and um, have someone order it for you, and they can pick it up. And, you know, Barnes & Noble, even your family bookstores, and, of course, on Amazon. And, like I said, um, Kindle Unlimited, too. If you're a member of KU, you get to read them all for free. There you go. So it's so nice talking to you. This has been a quick half hour. It goes by so quick. It really does. I could talk to you all day, it seems like. I enjoy, I love talking to other authors and learning about their work and also, you know, outside of work and the the private lives a little bit. So it's been a real pleasure and I'm so happy to be here and thank you for having me. You're welcome. This is why I do this show in this format so the listeners get to hear the author as a person, not a robot drone talking about their book. 
Right, I'm a real person. I'm not a robot. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> okay. Thank so you nice. so much. Have a wonderful day. You too. Bye-bye.